Hey everyone, welcome back to Beach Weekly, a podcast created and produced by Long Beach State's student-run newspaper, The Daily 49er. I'm your host, Luke Pajari. Check out our content at daily49er.com, where you can read campus and Long Beach-related news, sports, arts and life, opinions, as well as multimedia content, including more podcasts, videos, and photo galleries. Thanks to Long Beach Transit for sponsoring this episode of Beach Weekly. It might not be quite your turn to get the COVID-19 vaccine, but it is your turn to help a loved one sign up online. Because you're the tech genius of the family, Long Beach Transit has the resources to connect you with the vaccine plan. Visit ridelbt.com vaccine for more. This is your one and only podcast source for all things Long Beach State. Let's go ahead and dive right into this week's news roundup. Stay tuned afterwards for this week's Story Spotlight, where I talk to photo editor Andrea Ramos about the new COVID-19 guidelines under Long Beach's orange tier status. Long Beach State Baseball hosted Cal Poly this weekend for a series of four games. On Friday, the Dirtbags shut out the Mustangs with a 7-0 win. For Saturday's games, the Dirtbags lost 5-7 but then turned things around for a 2-1 win. And on Sunday, the Dirtbags lost 1-5. They'll host UC Santa Barbara this weekend for their next stretch of games. Long Beach State softball keeps their winning streak going as they beat UC San Diego in all four of their games this past weekend. UC San Diego was shut out during Saturday's doubleheader. The first game ended 12 to nothing and the second game ended 3 to nothing. Sunday's doubleheader ended in a 7 to 6 win and a 14 to 4 win for the Beach. The team is headed to UC Santa Barbara this weekend for their next stretch of games. Housing and Residential Life has announced that all Long Beach State students living on campus will be required to show proof of vaccination to reside in the dorms for the fall 2021 semester. According to an email sent by housing officials, on-campus residents must submit proof of a COVID-19 vaccine by June 15th. Housing and residential life expects to be open at 85% capacity this fall. Space is limited, though, and the email stresses that the waitlist will be longer than normal. Long Beach State has announced that all degree-seeking students will receive up to $1,200 from the Higher Educational Emergency Relief Fund and a portion from the State University Grant Funds by April 15th. Students who qualify to receive funds must be enrolled in at least one unit. Full-time students with over 12 units will receive the highest amount. While international and undocumented students don't typically qualify for financial aid, the university grant funds sent aside a little over $200,000 that was able to be allocated for these students. Dozens of protesters gathered outside City Hall on Tuesday calling for transparency and accountability as the Long Beach City Council voted to approve using the Long Beach Convention Center as a temporary shelter to house unaccompanied migrant children. These children are coming from the overflowing Border Patrol facilities in the southwestern United States. The unanimous vote will allow the city to begin working with the federal government on establishing the facility as an emergency intake site, which is slated to house about 1,000 unaccompanied migrant children. The arena will be used to house children for a period of up to 120 days as they wait to be reconnected with their families or a U.S. sponsor. After graduating students have expressed their disapproval of only getting one guest ticket for the ceremony, Long Beach State Administration confirmed that students will now be allowed to have two guest tickets. Graduates from the classes of 2020 and 2021 will also be able to walk across micro stages, which will be present in the stadium parking lot for photo opportunities. 
However, the ceremonies inside the stadium and the availability of the recognition stages outside the stadium are independent of each other. The deadline for students to submit their name pronunciation has been extended to April 16th, and the graduate slide complete with a photo and quote is due May 1st. Thanks for joining me today, Andrea. Um, good to have you here. Good to be here. Thank you. So I just want to talk to you about the recent changes in um, the guidelines for Long Beach's orange tier. Um, so Long Beach has progressed into the orange tier under California's blueprint for a safer economy. That was starting on March 31st. Um, and the transition comes pretty quickly after uh, LA County just moved into the red tier in mid-March. Um, you know, that some people might not be aware of everything going on. People might not even know that we're in a new tier. Um, so just to kind of give like a little bit of background, uh, what are the logistics of this new tier? Are they looking at like positivity rates, vaccination rates? So it's a combination of case rate, positivity rates, and um, vaccination rate. So right now we have about uh, 140,000 that have been vaccinated um, and less than 17 people in, um, or about 17 people in hot, like that are hospitalized currently in Long Beach hospitals. So taking all that into account, they moved into the orange tier. So now um, everything's being buffed up in capacity, except for retail spaces and like grooming salons, you, they can open up to full capacity. Um, and now we can have like sports or fans at sports arenas and things that are outdoor pretty much. Cool. That's good to know. Um, what is required to move to the next tier, the yellow tier? So it's going to have to take into account the same aspects, but in uh, minimize. So right now, um, the case rate has to be between one to three point nine percent to get into the four percent or tier four, which is the yellow tier. You have to be under one percent case rates and then under two percent in positivity rates. And then it's got to be after about four million doses, um, including uh, full vaccinations. So it's not just the first dose, it's the second dose too. Or in some cases, if you have the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, um, that can, that, that would be, have to be taken into account. All right. Good to know. Um, so let's just get into the nitty gritty of, uh, everything that's kind of reopening or seeing capacity changes. Um, what does that look like? I know like restaurants are changing, um, like certain entertainment and tourist attractions are, seeing increased capacity now, like places of worship, um, you can have more people gathered. Uh, how's that looking across all boards? It's looking pretty good. So in the red tier that happened like mid-March, we were open pretty much 25% to 30% all across the board. Now it's everything's bumped up to at least 50%. So in dining can be bumped up to 50% capacity or like 200 people. Um, theme parks are now open up to 25% capacity. And outdoor sports arenas, they can open from 20% to 33% now. And then retail and grooming salons, again, are full, at full capacity now. Or not full capacity, but with modifications, um, they can fully reopen. Gotcha. And um, I know specifically in your story, um, you noted the Aquarium of the Pacific in Long Beach. Um, how's that looking right now? Because I know there's a lot going on right there with... Um, you know, that's where like vaccines are being administered in that area. There's, you know, people obviously trying to go to the aquarium. Um, they were uh, closed down for a pretty long time. Um, how are things looking there right now? They're looking pretty good. So they did reopen um, 
I want to say like mid-February, just a little bit. They had limited um, their exhibitions, but now uh, they're fully open for all exhibitions and like their theaters, but they had made it um, at a ticketed time. So online, you can go and kind of uh, reserve a time slot for you to enter. And that's how they've been maintaining their capacity for all that. It's all Shoreline Village, really. So you have all those restaurants and then you have the Aquarium of the Pacific. And then right across the way, you have the um, kind of the vaccination center. Uh, so it's interesting to see. But for the most part, from what I've seen, everyone's been wearing their masks. Um, everything's kind of at their capacity. So it looks pretty good. So that's all really good to know. Um, do you have any final thoughts or just anything else you'd want to share about uh, the new status of Long Beach right now? Well, I know that our governor announced that we should be fully reopened by June or July. Um, so that's something to look out for. Uh, we're getting pretty close to it. And I think it's just all coming down to how many um, people are getting vaccinated. I think Long Beach has the highest amount of vaccinations right now, which is pretty awesome. So. Honestly, everyone's kind of seen that light at the end of the tunnel, which is pretty awesome. Andrea, thanks so much for coming. Uh, really appreciate you talking to me about all of the new uh, guidelines regarding the orange tier. Um, really great to know. A lot of people might not be aware of this right now. Uh, hopefully we can get onto a better track to uh, getting forward with the yellow tier and then hopefully, you know, fully reopening sometime soon. Because, yeah, like you said, Long Beach seems to be doing pretty good right now. Yeah, we really are. Thank all right. You. Thanks, Andrea. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Here's a new tab to open up next to your 8 a.m. Zoom lecture, ridelbt.com slash vaccine. Discover resources you can use to help a not-so-tech-savvy loved one sign up for the COVID-19 vaccine when it's their turn. It's another way Long Beach Transit is moving you through. That's all for this week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Beach Weekly. This is your host, Luke Pajari, signing off. Take care, guys. Mm-hmm.